Welcome, everybody, to She's All Booked, a podcast for book lovers and avid readers. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm Alex. We're two cousins who are also best friends who love to read. Yeah. Chat about and analyze. Sometimes overanalyze. The books we're currently reading. Sometimes we're on the same page. And sometimes our pages differ. But either way, we always have an opinion about what we've read. By the way, we're real people with real families. So you may hear cats, dogs, birds, babies, or husbands. So enjoy the bonus material. Now let's get booked. Booked. listeners stick around at the end of this episode for some bloopers and bonus content hey 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 listeners if you're enjoying our podcast please give us a five-star review on apple spotify or your preferred streaming service to help us reach more listeners and spread the word about our podcast look before we get started all right we want to include some trigger warnings all right first trigger warning is don't read this book while you're driving or operating some heavy machinery because you might pass out um there's some really scenes that are a little um boring all right uh but really seriously though this book in the following discussions will include topics of violence murder and drug use so please be aware of that before you proceed okay and (laughs) also this is just a reminder that we will have a non-spoiler discussion first and then we will announce when we will be getting into the spoiler portion of our discussion before we do all right i'm coming for you crouch oh my god (laughs) All right. right. Well, first things first. Let's discuss what we're snacking on so that we can get into our. Oh, you mean discussion let's actually snack discuss time. our snacks first for once? Only because I want to get it out of the way, and so I don't forget. Honestly, I have no snack. I ha- I I'm snackless once again, but I do have my coffee. So I don't have water. any snacks either. I do have water and some tea as well. But I just who cares about that? Can I see your hair <laughs> actually? Because oh, I just yeah. I'm starting to notice it, and I'm getting excited. Yeah, hold on. It actually looks super vibrant. Hold on, let me take oh, my. I headphones love off it. For a it's so pretty. Oh, I love it. It looks yeah, you gorgeous. See how it gets like lighter at the bottom. Yeah, I really like it. It's actually really popping on the screen right now too, which I'm excited about because you know how sometimes like with artificial lighting, it just makes your hair look brown, even though it's not. Yeah, it's not, not like the sun. Yeah, you know, the sun's gonna really capture it. Yeah, but I, I'm super excited about it and. I'm looking forward. I go back in a couple weeks. I'll do a to- not in a couple weeks. I go back in five weeks, <laughs> and I do another toner, and I want to lighten it up a little bit more. So nice. yeah, you can do some bleach, some bleach. I did bleach this time on the ends to get it light on the ends. Yes, yeah, um, I like good though. Yeah, I'd like to throw some highlights into it and start bringing that lightness up throughout. So we'll see. I don't know if I'm going to definitely do that next time or the time after that, but. Yeah. Definitely do the face framing next time, at least. Do the yeah. money, what the money shots, the money pieces, yeah, the money pieces, the right. money shots, <laughs> the money shots. Sorry, Jen, she'll kill me. The money pieces, <laughs> money shots. Uh, no, just so so you, everybody understands, Alex did her hair. She got her hair did, and it looks amazing. Thank you. Um, so if you want to know what color, Alex, I don't know if you want to share. Yeah, it's red. Um. Yeah, but it's not just red. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not like just a, red. Yeah, it's like a deep, rich, coppery tone on top. And then as it gets more towards the bottom, it's more of a lighter, coppery 
golden red. Yeah, like deep strawberry blonde. Yeah. And so I, if anybody out there has seen the show Nashville, I've been watching it for the first time. But the actress Connie Britton, who has been in a lot of things, but I've always liked her hair. And anyway, I was, I was watching the show and I was like, that's the color I want. I've decided because I've, I've been going back and forth for a while now on what color I want to do my hair. Last January, I tried to go to like a deep burgundy red and the girl dyed my hair like practically my natural color. And then I went purple and now I was like, I don't know what to do. So I was like, yes, this is it. Finally, I decided. Good story. Yeah. No, that's a great story. <laughs> Actually, uh, I had a random moment yesterday Ooh. where I was looking at pictures of hair and I almost wanted to dye my hair pink. Mm. Like a hot second, like just serious pink. And I was like, I was like, no. I was I like, who the fuck do you think I am? I can't do that. I support your decision if you do. But but maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe in the future, uh, if I walk in there and I say to my hairdresser, all right, we're going pink, she's just going to be like, I'm leaving. <laughs> uh, because your hair needs needs to heal, honey. True. That's true. <laughs> let, it, let it heal and then it go pink. <laughs> it does. Bleach is, is, a, is a bitch. Yeah. yeah um, it's not good for your hair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, like low, uh, low bleaching, like, you know, a uh, like caramel and stuff like that is fine. But when I was doing was like the platinum blondes era. Yeah. That was my platinum era. Yeah. And I wish right after that I would have dyed my hair pink or something like that. Yeah, it would have been a good time. I, I know. I done messed up A.A. Ron. So. <laughs> you done messed up A.A. Ron? My mother said she was listening to our episodes at work and she was, she was hysterical. She had never really? heard the uh, yeah she never heard the A.A. Ron before. She, she never heard A.A. Ron. Hysterical laughing. <laughs> you done messed up A.A. Ron? You done messed up, A.A. Ron! I was She's hysterically like, laughing even just, like, getting the clips to add them <laughs> in because it's one of my favorite. It's, like, it never it stops is. It's being one of my funny. favorites, too. You I know. know. Like, it it's doesn't always matter. good. Yeah, it doesn't matter how many times I watch it. It gets me every time, and I can't help yeah. it. When you watch it, it's even funnier because you see the facial expressions on everyone. It's just amazing. He's, like, snapping yeah, I, clipboards. I love stuff. him, and I love that. that that's his best role. <laughs> in in the skits but he's he's hilarious and we're gonna get you're gonna hear a lot of that today balake so <laughs> want to go to war balake seriously do you want to go to war balake yeah seriously but going back to today actually when we're recording this it's the 20th today is um grandma's birthday yes it is um she would have been i think 87 today yeah uh, 87 did you do the math on your calculator because yeah. i was just about to do that okay <laughs> I was like, I think she would be 87. Yeah, she would have been 87 today. Yeah. Uh, our grandma died um, at the end of 2001, December 17th, which actually happened to be the same day that our grandfather died on the same exact day as her, yeah. uh, but years after. 13 years later. Yeah, yeah, 13 years after. So pretty wild how that happened. Yeah. But yeah, I can't believe it. Uh, she died in 2001. Like, that's that seems forever ago. It was forever ago. It was... 13 years ago. Well, a little less. At the end of this year, it'll be 13 years. No. Oh, what am I no, saying? No, that can't be right. No, because Grandpa died 20, 13 20, years 23 ago. years ago. Sorry. Right, I can't do right. math. I can't, I'm a social no, worker. I don't do math. No, we're readers. <laughs> we're not We're not calculators, okay? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, but not sorry. Um, <laughs> After I said it, I was like, wait, how can both of these numbers be 13? <laughs> no. I was like, when you said that too, I was like, no, no. <laughs> The math ain't math. And the math ain't math. Uh, anyway, happy birthday, Grandma. Just wanted to give a shout out. Yeah. But yeah, uh, speaking of um, girly things, though, 
Were we speaking, speaking of girly things? Not really. I'm speaking <laughs> about girly grandma, you know. <laughs> but uh, well, it reminds me of that's why because it's nostalgic and it reminds me of our youth. And okay. when we were young, we did play with Barbies. Alex used to eat her Barbie's hands. Shut up. I did, but shut up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Which I made sure to mention in my uh, Made of Honor speech. Yep. And <laughs> she definitely hated that. It was fun. All of, uh, my, all of my Barbies had super flat, long hands. And yeah, I've never weird. seen anyone else do that ever. Cutting hair, yes. Uh, I tried to flush her head down the toilet once. These are normal things, I feel like. That's Maybe. sick. I never once cut their hair or tried to flush their heads down the toilet, but I did chew on their hands. No, there's definitely, <laughs> uh, we should do like a, a voting poll of some sort. Has anyone ever cut Barbie's hair or uh, eaten her hands? And I guarantee more people <laughs> say that they've cut her hair. I didn't eat them. I just chewed. You make it sound like I was like eating them for lunch. I no, listen, <laughs> just no, chewed she on wasn't them. physically like eating them, but she was chewing on them. And let me just say, you know how people like chew on the back of a pen, things like that. She was yeah. chewing on her Barbie's hands. So whenever I would go hang out with her and she'd be like, let's play Barbies. I'd be like, no. <laughs> Because I would be terrified of their hands oh, coming at stop. <laughs> They would be like, <laughs> it's funny. I don't know. Well, let me tell you, one thing I remember about Barbie, though, is that I remember I didn't have her dream house, FYI. Okay. I think uh, her dream house either came out afterwards or I just never got it. Probably never got it. Uh, but I do remember that I used to try to set it up like with her furniture and stuff and make it like rooms where I'd have mm -hmm. like a pillow and then have another pillow and like whatever. Mm -hmm. And by the time I was done setting up her quote house, I didn't want to play anymore. <laughs> this happened all sense. the time. Yeah. 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 I remember doing this too. And this is why it was relevant. But I remember doing it uh, with you in grandma's, uh, well, grandma and grandpa's little garden room that they had there. So we used to go in there and we used to set up pillows and stuff and we used to do that. And then by the end of it, I didn't want to. And you would bring your creepy Barbie hand doll. Oh, shut up. And I'd be like, I don't want them in my house, bro. Um, <laughs> you're going to have your pillow house there. Don't discriminate against my Barbies. They suffered, they suffered some trauma at my teeth. They remind they reminds me of, uh, you know, Andy's dolls from, uh, whatchamacallit? Toy Story? Yes. Shut the up. Creepy dolls, it wasn't Andy. It, it was coming out of the thing. This is next door neighbor, bed. Sid. Sid's dolls. Oh, right. It was Sid. It wasn't Andy. <laughs> You're right. You're the it one who was, was ripping their I heads pulled. off and trying to flush them down the toilet. I, That's more Sid-like behavior. I didn't, rip, I didn't rip their head off. Oh, their heads just fell off? I just wanted to see what would happen if, if I tried to flush her and she didn't flush. <laughs> you know? It happened once. I never did it again. And obviously... I don't recommend that anyone does this because you will probably, if it does go down, you know, really F up your pipes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think I was five, you know? Yeah. And I was yeah. just like, this could be fun. Yeah. I don't know. But I definitely cut a lot of their hairs and and that was not a good choice because they didn't grow back. Yeah. It doesn't grow back. I know. That's why hmm. somebody told me once that I could cut one of my Barbie's hair and I was like, I don't want to because then it's gone forever. It was probably me. Uh, probably probably you probably like cut the hair and i was like i don't want to <laughs> and let me just tell you okay like years later i'm talking about like decades after i was done playing with barbies they came out with the barbies that even cut her hair and then pull more out and keeps growing bs man all right because i came up with that that sounds creepy where does the hair was it just like in her head and you just it's, keep pulling it out just bunched up in her body and you just keep pulling it i guess <laughs> that sounds so creepy i hate the idea yeah, but when of you're that. little when you're little you don't care about that you just know you're cutting your hair and it grows you know? fine yeah you're right and then what happens when you run out you have to buy more and just keep loading it in there 
<laughs> so many questions. <laughs> yeah, to like do an autopsy on Barbie, shove the hair in, and then <laughs> start from scratch. All right, this conversation has gone off the rails. <laughs> As usual. <laughs> anyway, the whole point of this conversation is that I watched Barbie movie last night for the very first time. I went into it with no high expectations. I, I figured I was either going to like it or I wasn't. And I mm-hmm. loved it. Okay. Uh, the more I the more I think about it after it was over, I was like, wow, I really love that movie. Yeah. It like spoke to my inner girl, like little girl. You know, mm-hmm. it was very nostalgic. I had no idea that Will Ferrell was in it. He was hilarious. Oh, I didn't know that either. He's the CEO of Mattel. He was hysterical. Interesting. Okay. Um, and there was a, there was a lot of like random scenes that I was just like, "What is happening right now?" <laughs> it was really funny. Okay. Uh, and then I texted Alex immediately. I was like, "I watched this. You must. It's amazing. You'll like it." Uh, but I don't want to hype it up too much because you know what happens when you do that. So it yeah. was good. Okay. I'll probably watch know. it tonight, and then we can talk about it so that I can I can let you know what I thought. I did start, I watched like the first like three or five minutes on New Year's Eve. And then I That's decided, the part. and then I decided to turn it off just because I wasn't in the mood and it was late and I was tired and cranky. The first part actually was disturbing at certain parts. Uh, I was like, why are they doing this? But you'll, you'll get it. It's a comedy. It's not. You know, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not serious or to be taken seriously in any way. But no, I will I, say. I gathered that when they were like, Ken's so good at beach. I don't know, just so like it's, it was funny. It's, it's so good. It, it was very funny, but I was like, okay, this is. I I wasn't sure what. I didn't really know much about this movie, honestly, going into it, so I didn't know what to expect, and it just wasn't that kind of humor. So I was just like kind of taken aback, but I enjoyed it. But I was it like, gets, okay, this is the kind like it's gonna be like a fun movie. Yeah, let me tell you, the first like I don't know half hour or twenty minutes, I was just like, I don't know, this is kind of cute, but I don't know, and then it goes into some kind of other situation and i'm just like i was hooked after that uh so just hold on for that but let me tell you right now america ferrara that girl deserves an award for this book for this movie there's a scene with her you'll know when you see it that i was just like (laughs) (laughs) like loving it this is very like for the ladies this movie Mm. very for the ladies uh i don't know about the gents if you would like it as much especially for the elder millennials who used to play with Barbies. I mean, this is literally for us. Like, literally, I resonate with the mom in the movie. That's all. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do. That's America Ferrera. Oh. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. See? See? I know. And that's... I immediately, that's, that was me going back to my youth when I texted you. And I was like, oh, now I want to go watch The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Because she was like 20 in that movie. Yeah. So it was she... me going back to my youth <laughs> again. Yeah. She was the best. I loved her. I loved her, her in, in that movie. movie. Yeah. yeah, I think she's such a good actress. I think she's very um, underrated. Yeah. I, I never really watched Ugly that Betty. Did Neither you did I. That? No, I never did. I kind of want to. Yeah. I kind of yeah. want to. But yeah, she's great. And Ryan Gosling is hilarious. Yeah. He's he's also really, really cute. Yeah, I love him. Yeah. Even with the platinum hair, which <laughs> not into. Yeah. That's cute. <laughs> All right, that's it. That's enough. I want All you right. to see it. Maybe Alex will watch it and then we'll give you some... Uh, some Barbie time so you guys can know what it's about. But for now, yeah, I, I told Alex I watched it on my phone despite <laughs> us hating technology this week. Yeah. No, we, 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 I, I don't, we, we, I don't know if it we, was we. the technology <laughs> or just us being old people, but we had some technology struggles this week. No, this, this was week. the old people fault. Okay. This was the fault of tech. I don't know. Technology could kiss my ass this week. Some of it, I think, was technology, and some of it, I think, was just old people. 
Yes, I love technology, but not as much as you, you see. But I still love technology. I don't love technology. <laughs> Let me tell you. All right, we had a lot of issues. I can't remember all of them right now, but the one that's sticking out most is that I literally had a battle, which is probably still ongoing, <laughs> uh, with somebody's registry and taking something off a registry when I purchased it through the registry, and it makes yeah. no sense. But, but it was... It was really weird, though, because like on my end, it was showing as still available, not purchased. And then on your end, it was showing as purchased. And I was like, I don't understand. How is it both at the same time? Right. So then I sent her the picture. I was like, look, I took it off. I actually, you know, I mocked it as purchased. And she was like, oh, OK. And then the next day for me, it also came up that way. So I had to do it again and say that I purchased it. And then literally like 72 hours, something in me was like, just look again. Mm. And I looked and it was like, most wanted gift. I was like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like, why are you back there? Why? Well, I, you know, I checked today okay. and it says purchase. So hopefully it'll stay. It means that nothing. Way. <laughs> it means nothing because last time it was like that for 72 hours and I did it again yesterday. I also tried to call this company that I won't call out. Mm. I won't do it. Zola. But I tried to call, <laughs> I tried to call this company and I called the company. They never answered. Okay. I was on the hold for 40 minutes. Like people have lives. I can't just do this. I had it on in the background <laughs> while I was doing other things. Mm -hmm. And then I finally I had to hang up and then I, I emailed. Did I get a response? I didn't. Okay. Mm -hmm. But it was like, we'll get back to you within 48 hours. Dude, that's when the thing's going to pop back up again. <laughs> that's all. That was my rant. Okay. <laughs> all right. Next time you're going to market. <laughs> that's fine. I, I offered to do it in the first place. <laughs> I will sit on the, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm just going to send the damn gift back and buy something else. Yeah. <laughs> it's aggravating. I have the product, okay? I have it. I know. <laughs> That's all. Ugh. I don't remember the other technology issues. I just know we've been complaining about technology all week. The other thing was with our rebrand, because on, oh, yeah. on your end, you kept sending me screenshots being like, it's not showing up as changed on Apple. And I was sending you back <laughs> screenshots. I'm like, it's changed on my end. And then we both felt like we were going crazy because you were like, it's not changed. It's not changed for Doug either. And I'm like, but it's also, but it's changed for Rob and Jen. And I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> Hey, Brian from Apple, are you listening? I was mad at Apple this week, okay? Not mad at you, never. But I was mad at Apple this week, okay? You know why? Because it hated me, man. It didn't like me this week. But anyway, I, I looked and it's still it's still there. So, But everybody well, else says it's it's fine. It's so. updated I'm just everywhere not... except for you. I don't know what's going <laughs> I'm on. I'm only one of the co-hosts. Like, you think it would be normal for me. Whatever. I've just, I've learned to like live with it. <laughs> I don't know. Apple is so annoying. You know how I feel about Apple. I'm not an Apple person and I hate them. And also they also, they need to make everything more difficult than it needs to be for no reason at all. Every other platform is completely straightforward, super easy. Apple's like, no, we're going to make you jump through hoops to do the simplest little task just because we feel like it and we can. And that's how I feel that they operate. And that's why we always have issues with them. So fine. That's it. Boo. Boo at Apple. <laughs> I can't. I, I hate them. All right. If you're an Apple user, I'm sorry. I don't hate you, but I do hate the, the product. Well, thank God, because I'm an Apple user, so I hope you don't hate me. I know. Everybody I know is an Apple user, except me and my dad, I think. <laughs> I think we're the only ones with Androids. Honestly, I'm trying to go through like the list of people that I, I speak to, and I'm almost positive that it's just you two and maybe one other person. Yeah. Actually, I think it's two other people, and one of them I don't even talk to anymore. <laughs> I have a friend who actually said, he's like, if I, if I text somebody and it doesn't give me a, 
a blue message back if it's green i don't really want to talk to those people anymore. oh my that, god that's ridiculous so see this is what i mean about apple people is that you guys have worse technology and yet you're snobbish about it and i don't get it well we don't always have worse technology i think that phone speeds and everything are really good i'm not going to get into this conversation can't well, you can't because you can't compare it to anything you can you, have it. you can compare it to <laughs> the apple. samsung androids i have apple for my work phone and i hate it <laughs> all right that's all <laughs> wait what else did we shit on today we shit on pretty much a lot of things <laughs> I know, uh, we, we came in choosing violence today <laughs> we did we did all right do we have a word of the day no i just realized that all right so you're gonna help us pick a word of the day so we could do clout, which is fun, right? We could do clout. Uh, we can do concourse. Or we could do largesse, which sounds like me. It does sound like you. Let's do that one. No, because it's offensive. Oh. Largesse. Boom. Fun. <laughs> Sorry. We're going to be small Jess. All right. <laughs> I am offended. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> Today's word to your mother is largesse. Pronounced largess. It's a noun. <laughs> it's, it's you. No, I'm just it kidding. is offensive. No. <laughs> it's defined as generosity, especially with money. Oh, that's nice. For nice. example, my parents' largess dried up after I asked them for money three times in a row. Okay. Well, I don't like this word for many reasons. <laughs> All right. But I will say that it is a noun, which I think you said. But I love I love the pronunciation, how it's like largesse. Largesse. Funny. I like All right, it. so there's some triv of course you do. Of course you do. If it was large Alex, you would hate it. <laughs> uh trivia is this term has been in use since at least the thirteenth century and derives from the French word for abundant. Hmm. Doesn't make me happier. Okay. Hey, largesse, you're abundant. I'm not sure if this applies to this novel. No, it doesn't. So I'm just going to make up an example about the novel. That is not true. Okay. <laughs> or I mean, I guess it could be true, but we just don't know. Jason was the largesse of his family. I guess. Oh, I don't know. Always giving them money. I don't know. Uh, Jason, too, <laughs> did not have possess any largesse Yes. Yeah. I don't even know if that's a thing, largesseness, but whatever. No, it's a noun. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, speaking of Jason 1 and Jason 2, let's get into the plot synopsis. As you may or may not know, we read Dark Matter this week. And this is the story of Jason Dessen, a scientific genius who years ago decided to prioritize his family over his career. Although he has been happy with his life, he has often wondered what might have changed if he had decided to pursue his career instead. So now Jason is about to find out. <laughs> One night he's abducted and transported to an alternate reality by a masked assailant. And when he awakens, he's in a universe where he is a celebrated genius who has achieved the unthinkable, but he's not married. He doesn't have a son as he's reorienting himself to this new reality. He has only one goal in mind and that's how to return back to his life and his family. The author is Blake Balake Crouch. <laughs> Do you want to go to war, Balake? He's a best-selling author of dozens of novels, which have been translated into 40 languages. He's a North Carolina native 
and received degrees in English and creative writing from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. In addition to his novels, Blake is also a renowned screenwriter. His Wayward Pines trilogy was adapted into a TV show and Dark Matter is currently in the process of being adapted for a nine-episode series on Apple TV. And his novel Recursion is currently being adapted into a Netflix series in addition to other projects. Yep. So there you have it. There's Blake Crouch and Dark Matter. So now let's get into our non-spoiler discussion. Jess, I'm going to let you go first on this one because I feel like this has been pent up for you for a little bit. And I can kind of see just you waiting to send Crouch crouching in a corner. I hated this book. (laughs) I hated this book. I have so many issues with this book. Uh, I would have maybe DNF'd it, but also, of course, I couldn't have because we're doing it on the podcast. But I think part of me also would have just kept hate reading it. So Mm -hmm. I don't think I would have DNF'd it. Uh, But there's just so many things wrong with it. I'm not going to go over them until we get to the spoilers. But like, I want to punch the protagonist in the face so hard like harder than crouch i don't know i just felt like this was like a very male-centric book and it was just you know all the women were like side characters that just really had no depth in my opinion uh and all the women were really just two you know and the woman his wife was like basically created as this object i really i don't want to get into too many spoilers i don't even know are these spoilers i wouldn't no i wouldn't consider the spoilers all right well just to give you an idea but most of the times this man would basically compare his love for his wife on his sex life. That's it. I don't know. Did you get that vibe? Because I was getting that vibe hard I by did this not, book. I did not get that vibe. I was expecting okay. to get it because you told me that before I, I had did. really gotten into it. And I wasn't picking up on that at any point. I didn't think, I mean, yes, there were only two female characters. There were only three male characters, unless you want to count the 85,000 of them? The, the 85,000, which I don't know if this is considered a spoiler, but the 87,000 Jasons, and if that's something that sounds interesting to you, continue into our spoiler section and we'll get into that. <laughs> but I didn't think that it was super misogynistic. I thought that the overall themes of this book, while very cliche and well-worn by you know many other <laughs> forms in the past, movies, TV shows, books, it has a good overall message. I didn't think... I disagree with you, and we can talk about this more in the spoiler section about the specific details. I just thought that this book was okay. I thought it was kind of fun. It was fast-paced. I was, I didn't care for the writing. I know you had no. issues with the writing as well. God, no. I'll never read another book by this guy. Yeah. I So I I didn't like the writing. I underst- it, It's very bare bones. There's nothing interesting about the way he writes. It's very, this is what happened. It's very jilted sentences. and Boring. Like, yeah, it, I mean, the writing itself is not great, but I also understand, I think that this was effective in the scenes where they were explaining the science behind all of this, because it helps you to understand it in a very digestible way that I don't know would have been as easily digestible if it had been written differently. So in that sense, I appreciated it. However, in all other aspects of the novel, I hated it. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to get into the spoilers yet. I'll tell you is why I hated things, but I hated the end so much. Okay. I feel like that end needed to be rewritten. Who edited that? Uh, who said, yeah, this is a good way to end this. No, no. It was terrible. Terrible. I just, it was terrible. I, I didn't, honestly, it just reminded me of so many other things that I've seen or read before. And I just yeah. couldn't get on board with it because I just felt like everything was changed. Like he just literally was like, all right, well, 
I can get an idea from this and I can get an idea from this and I can put them together and just change a few things. But like I see through that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm like this sci-fi movie watching queen, especially from the 80s. Like I love my 80s sci-fis. Like those are mine and Doug's favorite movies to watch, Mm -hmm. like old school alien movies and things like that. Uh, And this just reminded me of a lot of that. Just Mm -hmm. like, uh, I don't know, just things from that time, but very confusing instead. And the scientific stuff I didn't care for. I didn't care about hearing the scientific stuff. People were a little too quick to believe other people. People, he was just so aloof, the damn guy. I did have an issue with the fact that our protagonist is supposed to be this genius, regardless of which one we're talking about. Either way, he's supposed to be this incredible genius who, had he not chosen his family over his career, would have gone on to do incredible, groundbreaking things in his field. And yet... I didn't feel that from him. It seems like it took him a while to kind of catch up with the plot when I believe when I believe the reader was already caught up. I, I just it is the same thing like with fourth wing. It's like we keep being told how smart this person is, and yet the reader is mm-hmm. like, okay, but I get this. How come this person doesn't get it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. My, Stop my telling me they're a genius then. <laughs> for anybody who wants to read this and you don't want, want to hear the spoilers, my majority of the issues here are with the writing. Put it that way. Uh, I just feel like this was lazy writing and I don't like it. I feel like it wasn't original where it could have been more original. And I feel like a lot of the times it was confusing. And I just really, they hit me over the, he hit me over the head hard with the the female characters just annoy the shit out of me. I hated, I can't like, I also can't like something when I don't like the main character. Okay. I didn't, I didn't dislike the main character, but I also didn't like him. He was another, in my opinion, he was another wet rag, in my opinion. He had no personality. I didn't mind the female characters. I actually liked both of them. And yeah, I mean, I didn't love this book. I didn't hate this book. I think I'd rate it a three. I don't know if I'd recommend it. It's fine. It's Uh very fast paced. If you're interested in a fast paced thriller type book and you're not really too concerned with having time to reflect on what could have been some really good philosophical questions or to get really in-depth with your characters or anything like that, then this might be the book for you. But if you're looking for something with a little bit more depth to it, this is not that book. And I, I agree with you about his writing. I don't think he writes books like I would imagine people write television shows or movies, which is interesting that he's a screenwriter because to me, what makes a novel different from those is that it's not about imagining what's happening it's about really getting to know these characters really understanding this world really understanding this plot and there was no fleshing out of any of that it was just like okay what's the next plot point let's get to it and action 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 it was very fast-paced in my opinion it was an easy read you can fly through this in a day because it's just very fast but there's no time there's no time spent really getting to care about your character too much there's no time spent trying to reflect on any internal conflicts that are suggested but not really delved into and that's why i mean this book was just like meh for me it was just okay yeah i mean most of the things i want to say are going to be spoilers so i'm not going to go there but i gave this a two and initially i gave it a one okay uh and that's because i just hated it and i haven't hated a book in a long time yeah. i think i would read colleen hoover before i would read this again uh, so that's just how I feel about it. I want to punch it in the face. Uh, if if this was a, if I ever did rip a book in half, it would be this one. <laughs> how I feel, but that's because I'm a huge sci-fi person, like film-wise. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I was like, what is this trash? That's just how I felt. Mm, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? And I'd like, like I said, 
no offense, Blake, but kind of, I, I don't like your writing. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it's a two for me. It's a two for me, dog. It's a no for me, dog, uh, when it comes to uh, recommending. I would not recommend this to anybody. I would tell them to run, run away. Uh, there's so many better books out there. I will say one positive little thing. And the reason why I gave, I uh, changed it from a one to a two is because it does have a decent message that everybody would resonate with, I think, um, where you do wonder about what if I made this decision? Do I have any regrets? Things like that. So that's what made me give it an extra star. But otherwise, poop, poop noise. Okay. So, yeah. But I will actually read my review as my one to two star uh, review. On, yeah. on Thursday because I feel like y'all need to hear it. That's a good idea. I like that idea. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into our spoiler discussion because I know yeah. that honestly, this book doesn't have a whole lot to it. So it's not like there's a whole lot of discussion even really to be had without spoilers. So yeah. dun, dun, dun. Spoilers are coming. Yeah. Go away. You don't want <laughs> the spoilers. <laughs> Come what back do we, later. What do we say to the God of spoilers? Not today. If we haven't read the book and don't plan to. All right, I'm done. All right. <laughs> uh, if you don't plan to read the book, though, and you want to hear the spoilers, keep on listening. Also, as Alex always says, uh, you can tell your friends that you read it if you really want to. Dazzling. Or if people, yeah, if somebody's like, hey, this is the book club book for our book club this month. And you're like, ugh. But, you know, <laughs> the, gir the girls told me that it sucks. I don't want to read it. Then just keep listening and we got you. Absolutely All right. true. All right. First, I just want to say, uh, please stop listening. The spoilers are happening right now. But I just want to say that this guy, not a good storyteller, not a good storyteller. OK, he kept losing me. There was lots of things. I was just like, wait, what? What's happening? And then he would like throw in these like scientific terms. And I was supposed to be dazzled by this by a man who five seconds ago was just like, oh, my wife and children are gone. OK, okay. right. Did you not notice? This is why I hated the protagonist. We're going to get into that first. I hated him so much. He was so aloof. He was like, oh, I'm in a different world. Oh, I'm never going to see my family again. OK. Oh, all right. We're going to go back in the thing. Oh, all right. Oh, we're somewhere else. Okay. Oh, I'm back. I'm finally back. Oh, all right. That was predictable too, that he was going to like almost run out of the, you mm -hmm. know, stuff. And then all of a sudden he was going to get, oh, look, well, I got one left and I'm back, you know, come on. Uh, and then of course there mm -hmm. happened to be more from the other guy. Like it was just, it was very convenient, lazy writing poop. That's I all. Just, I'll let you talk. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I disagree with you about the aloofness. I, I think it was just very because aloof. I, I disagree. I, I to me, it felt like I, I agree in the first time when he first wakes up in the first new reality and he's just kind of like, where am I? What's going on? Oh, I'm a big genius. And he just like didn't really seem. Yeah. That so he goes and he goes and finds anything. He knows this isn't his world. OK. And because this is about like, um, I don't even know how to freaking describe it, really. But you you heard the uh, alternate realities. Right. Mm -hmm. So now he's in this alternate reality. He knows his wife ain't really his wife. He goes and finds her and he has sex with her, knowing that's not his wife. I had an issue with that. Why? Because that's not your real wife. That's, it was, that's a it, wife in a different was, lifetime. You're kind of cheating on your wife. You are cheating on your wife. You're cheating with your wife with another woman. version of your wife. I don't know. I don't. Oh I God. disagree with you about, I don't know. I, I think that gets into very weird waters well, also he had no reason he had, yeah i mean he had no reason to believe at this point that he could get back to his world either and okay, so you run out and have sex with a, a woman who looks like your wife i don't know i, don't, I had she doesn't look like it is his wife it's his wife had they not gotten married it's her it's his it's the same woman in another reality just like it's him in another reality mm -hmm. i i i disagree i mean 
I actually thought it was kind of nice to see these two characters who have been married for, I believe, 13 years. Funny that it's 13 again, but kind of coming together and seeing the chemistry between them. Actually, this is where I felt the most connection to Jason was in this scene. I thought it was interesting to see these two people who have known each other for a long time actually getting to know each other. They had dated in the past and they decided to part ways. And in this reality, he had pursued his career. She had pursued her art. And I don't know. I, I didn't mind this so much. Did they need to sleep together? No. Did I have a problem with it? Right. Also, no. So uh, my issue even further with that is what happens next. So now uh, they break in the people from his uh, his job, his factory science place. I don't know what the hell it's called. What is it called? Velocity lab? Was it velocity His lab. Labs? Thank I can't you. Remember. His lab. Yeah. So the people from his lab break in, shoot this woman in the head because mm -hmm. he might have spoke to her without even asking questions. And then he's just aloof again. And if, and he's like, oh, all right. And he just starts talking yeah. and walking with the guy who murdered his, quote, wife. Even though I know this isn't his wife, it is technically his yeah. wife. You're watching your wife get shot. And he's just like, all right, man. I'll just I, walk I back just, with you and chat. I disagree. There was time spent on him being kind of shell-shocked by that situation. There was, really? there was some time. I mean, nothing... The author doesn't spend a lot of time on any one thing in this book, which is a fault right. in it's the, the writing, writing. And it's yes. an issue that I had. I disagree that it's a fault with the character. I think it's the fault with the writing. But I do think that there was some reflection there of him being upset by this and being shell-shocked by it and being upset yeah. by it. I, yeah, it, sh <laughs> it should follow into multiple but chapters. It, does... it shouldn't just be, you know, a one-line right. situation. You're right. And if this was a different kind of book, I think we would have seen more of that. It's just not that kind of book, I think, is what the issue is. But so was... then. <laughs> OK, all right. Go ahead. So then randomly, you know, this worker that works in the lab, he tells her a story and she's like, what? Oh, my God. And breaks him out for no reason. Like, what was her purpose of doing this? What does she gain from this? Nothing. I have no point. There was no point of Amanda to me at all. So now Amanda works there. She she breaks him out, basically. They go into this box and then they start looking at these worlds together. And then, oh, she develops feelings for him because, of course, it's male-centric, this book. But, of course, he doesn't feel the same because he just wants to get back to his wife. And then she bounces. What's her point? Okay, I disagree with you again. First, I think that she already had a connection to him because she was his psychiatrist in this alternate reality. So she actually knew him very well. And I think that she already had an affinity towards him. I think that's why she wanted to help him. And I think that's why she starts to develop more in-depth feelings for him later on. I think the point of Amanda is to show that our protagonist could choose to let his family go, let his previous life that he had known go, and still be able to move on and have a happy life with a new woman in another reality. And he could have a happy ending in that sense, in addition to that. But ultimately he makes the decision to say no, I want to get to my family. And I think that's what the main theme of this whole book was, was to what extent will we go to, to return to the things that matter to us, to get back to our family. And I think that the idea of Amanda was to just throw a little bit of a linchpin in there and say, well, do you really want your family? You could have a happy life with this woman that you get along with really well. You both know what's going on. You could choose a reality and choose to move forward instead of continuing with all these unsuccessful attempts to get back to what you had known previously. So I, I disagree that she was just thrown in there. I think that he was trying to send a message about the choices that we make and sometimes don't make. There's a reality in which that Jason would choose to go with Amanda 
and there's a reality where he wouldn't. It's all about making that choice and where those two realities would diverge. Okay. I, I mean, that's just how I saw it. Yeah. I don't know. To me, it was just, she was flat, flat character. I felt like their whole interaction was just based off of the fact this way he wouldn't be alone for us reading. We had to add a character in there that, that would follow him on this journey. And then once she was no longer needed, he wrote her off, uh, Crouch, and then all of a sudden, boom, he finds his world. It was convenient that after only a couple of times, he found his his homeland again. However, I think that that was also explained in the novel because what was happening was as they were traveling together. So the way that this worked in this reality for anybody who hasn't read the book is you go into this box and you can be transported to other realities and like parallel universes. Right. But it's based on your your consciousness and basically what you want. So it's taking you where you would want to go. And because they were traveling together, it was using their collective conscience, taking what they both wanted, and it was making it more difficult for them to get back to the one where he, it was just what he wanted. So by removing her from the equation, it does make it easier for her, for him to get back to his home world. I do think that was explained in the book. You don't have to like it or agree with it. I don't particularly like it or agree with it, but it was explained at the very least, so. I mean, what could have been a little interesting or at least given her a little more depth is to know about her life and what her situation was and maybe that she would have actually, while he was searching in these worlds for her, his life, we could have had her her looking for what was going on in hers as well or something different. Maybe she had something that she regretted doing because basically she, basically she describes that, that she has no life. Yeah. Well, her, her job is her whole life. Mm-hmm. So maybe she had some regrets, too. I would have liked to have explored a female character in this and not just had them be some kind of background noise. That's just how I feel. Yeah. I disagree with her being background noise, but I do agree with you that she wasn't fully fleshed out. But that was an issue with all of the characters in this book. Yes. None, of, none of these characters were fleshed out. I don't think it was just the female character. I think it was none of these characters were really fleshed out, in yeah. my opinion. And, and They didn't need to be no- for the type of novel it is. Uh, well, for, for what he was trying to write. A little bit, though. I mean, it could have been more about his son. I mean, we get two mentions, basically, of his yeah. son. And then finally, it's like, just throw him in the car at the end there. It's like, just throw him in. We got him. And then when they pick him up, they're like, oh, this happened. Your dad did this. And he's like, okay. Yeah. No, no. Because yeah. a real kid would have an issue with that, okay? And I, I think any normal wife would have an issue with that. I, I, I would, She's so quick to believe him. And then all of a sudden she's like, you know what? Now I, I realize I was living with a different guy this whole time. Because by the way, Jason too, who invented the box, comes into this reality and he has regrets of uh, letting Daniela, the wife, go. So he wants to explore the situation of what would have happened. What if, you know, the regret of what if I didn't let you know the one who got away go. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he goes in and he basically, you know, sends this man into the box and takes his life. Yeah. Which is just very disturbing. Uh, So, of course, this man is going to have, you know, the will to get back to his family because his family's with some intruder who is not him, an imposter, and he wants to make sure that they're safe. So that's his will to keep going. Uh, But as far as Jason, too, goes, in the end, too, he just, like, finds him later and, like, kind of just, like, lets him shoot him and is like, okay, I don't know. I don't know. I just have so many issues with, like, that scene. The whole issue with Jason, too, is supposed to be this genius guy, but I didn't see any geniusness in it, Mm -hmm. in him. I didn't see any genius in this character either. And I mean, if even if he ran out of that formula that keeps bringing him to different places, which I think we could have eliminated the formula and just had doors, but whatever. Um, even if we, 
you know, he ran out of the formula. I feel like this is the guy that could have invented it after seeing all that. You could have just reinvented it or something somehow and got yourself out of there. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel just, like it wasn't, I think things that's, didn't add up. That's not how the science works. So well, even Jason doesn't know how the science works. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he did to, I mean, this is about quantum physics. So yeah, but I feel to, like to the extent I, that it can be understood. I feel like Blake Crouch is not a quantum physicist. And I feel like that shows in his writing and his, he didn't do a lot of research as far as I'm concerned. Actually, the science is pretty sound in this book. I did my research after because I was like, does this even make sense for what he was trying to do? And it's pretty sound. There's a couple of things like, the box transporting with them doesn't really make sense. So like, that's not really explained um, in the book at all, really. They they never mention why the box travels with them, but the, the rest of the science is actually pretty sound. And it's like kooky science. I mean, it's not science that we're like, you know, this, when you mix this chemical with this chemical, it creates this. This is like about, you know, alternate realities and shit. So it's not something that's easily explained or easily, you're easy to wrap your head around, which is why I did find that the writing during the explanation of the science was appropriate for those scenes because right. it made it very easy to understand and it made it clear that he did kind of understand what he was talking about in in from what I've in the research that I've done. But there was something that you had said that I agree. Oh, the the whole thing with him being abducted and all this, I just found this kind of funny. I, I don't know if it's just that I didn't take this book that serious, maybe. No. But I just found it kind of funny. Like it when you say it's disturbing, you're right. But when I was reading it, I never felt disturbed. I was like kind of giggling about it. And I don't know if what that says about me, but especially <laughs> at the end of this book, I just thought it was hilarious when like there's like 13 Jasons chasing him. And like the the thing is that this is an issue, a big issue that I had with the book was that all of the J these Jasons were created the moment that he went to the alternate reality and it was like like once again it's it's very like mind bending to try to wrap your head around all of this so i'm not going to try to explain it but essentially they were all created after he was transported to the new universe and they're all trying to get back to home but it's just like every new version of him that was created after he made cuz every single decision you make brings on another version of yourself in an alternate reality, this is what would have happened. But it's fucking hilarious that they're all now in the same universe, like chasing each other. Half of them are killers. How did that happen? I was like, how is it that like a day ago, this man was a perfectly stable person, not a day, but you know, yeah. and now like, just because it's of like one, one or two decisions shit changed and now he's like a cold blooded killer. How does that happen? I've seen shit you can't even imagine, bro. I was, I was like, really? Yeah, really? I mean- He's it, seen shit too and he's perfectly fine. It was funny to me, but I did have an issue with that because I was like, this make this only makes sense for the plot. This does not make sense for any type of so character stupid. development. Yeah. That like half of his person, like, is it is he just a really like dark person that half of his different realities, he's a cold-blooded killer? I think that's insane to me. But I, I had an issue with that. But I thought it was hilarious at the end. Yeah. I don't know. So so th that part in particular reminded me of that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger and all the clones. What's that movie? Sixth Day, maybe? I don't think I ever there's saw a, it. There's a movie with, um, well, there's also other movies of clones. And it reminds me of that because all the clones think that they're, they're originals. Mm. All the clones are trying to get back to their family because they think that it's the original. It's the same shit, except instead of being clones, it's like the same guy, but alternate reality guy. They are all really him. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's hard to wrap your head around, but they all really are him. Just it's, if you, you know what I it's mean? It's not hard to wrap my head around only for the simple fact that it reminds me of clones, but he changed it. Instead of clones, now it's just alternate him. 
yeah, it's alternate realities. I, I don't know. I, th I thought it was fun at the end. I thought it was hilarious. I, I didn't take it seriously, though. So I was like, no. so here's here's where my OK, I'll, I'll talk about other things, too. But let me just jump to the ending real quick. OK, so not only does he convince within seconds his his wife and son that he is the right guy and not to listen to the other guys that are texting you because they're not real and they automatically are convinced that this is him and they're like okay we'll do anything you say dad husband right mm -hmm. and um in the middle of it too she's like you had sex with another me i don't know, just bit. <laughs> um gross so all these things he has them all meet up in one spot mm -hmm. all of them meet up in one spot because they're gonna have a quote lottery what the fuck was that that's number one. Number two, just fucking throw a bomb and get them all. Oh, and he could just wait. have a bomb? <laughs> just have a fucking bomb. Throw it at them. You know they're all in the same spot. Boom. Problem problem solved. Instead, he's like, let's all get in the box. What? You're going to yeah. make your son go in the fucking box after? Oh, that's right. Because you don't really care about your son because you only mentioned him once or twice. But he was like an afterthought, the son. Like, really? Like, if you're going to have a child in there, like, if you're a real parent, I'm convinced Blake Crouch isn't. Because if you're a real parent, you would not do that. Um, but my son would be my top priority. Sorry, Doug. I love you. Um, but, but, but like, ridiculous, okay? Secondly, um, he's in there and he's like, all right, let's all get in the box. You've seen some crazy ass shit. You see all these psychos chasing you that are ver versions of you that are now killers and stuff. And you're going to put your son in the box instead of just fucking living your life. And what pisses me off the most is all of them are like cool to accept this because Danielle is like, this is what I want. And they're like, OK, this is what she wants. Let's step aside. OK, so instead they could have all gotten in the fucking box and got the fuck out of there then. And they could have stayed in their own goddamn world, this family. That's my number one fucking issue with this. All right. Yeah. I mean, the end. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Why did I, they have to leave their world with all these assholes that are just fucking around? Like, I, fuck I didn't I didn't really have a problem with it because I was just like, whatever, like this may as well happen. I was the, stupid. The issue that I have is he's like, how old was the son? Was he like 12 or like 13? He was around 13, I, I think. Know. Because do they even mention it? I yeah, don't remember. Yeah, because basically what happened was he had been dating Danielle for like two months. She got pregnant and then he decided that he wasn't gonna pursue his career in science. So he has he's about 13. And they they literally let the 13-year-olds decide which reality they're going to go to. Mm -hmm. And that bothered me because I was like, I didn't even get there yet. <laughs> do we need to do that? Is that what we need to be doing? Because I feel like that's not the best option for anybody involved to let the 13-year-old choose. I, I don't know. Especially a 13-year-old boy. I don't know. I, I feel like. There's a lot of hormones. There's just a lot of weird shit going on yeah, in his brain. You're going to end up in like someone's dick. I mean, what the fuck? That whole shit, that whole ending got me angry. And like, I was angry and frustrated and he was yelling at my book. I was like, this is stupid. I was so mad. All right. So mad. Also, the, the message is is cool and all. Like, yeah, if you have regrets, let's, you know, if you want to explore what could have happened. Um, That was in the movie Family Man. I know you said you didn't see it. It's Nick the Cage, who's like the best worst actor. Um, <laughs> so he true. really is. He really is. Uh, but I really do love that movie. Believe it or not, I don't really love many of his movies. Moonstruck is my favorite, though. He basically wakes up one day and he's a family man. And it's the same story where it was the woman that he let go that he chose his career over her. Same yeah. exact story. Yeah. And he gets to, instead of leaving a kid, the kids behind, it's the opposite. Yeah. So he's... He's, instead of leaving the family behind, he becomes the family man. And then when he finally wakes up again later, he wants that life and he goes and tries to find her. So I've seen right. that yeah. uh, before. There's Only nothing this is new. Yeah. Version. There's nothing new in this book. You know, this is all 
tried and true this whole plot line of the the businessman who you know wants to know what life would have been like if he had chosen to pursue family over his his career i felt like blake crouch was trying to be a little subversive with that theme in doing the opposite i mean it's just nothing new which it's fine i mean yeah I, and then and then I got vibes of Westworld, which I know you said you didn't see either. Not a lot. The only yeah. vibe I got of Westworld is that uh, he's kind of in Westworld. They enter an alternate reality yeah. where they're able to kill off these AIs and they don't get any repercussions where they get to live a life that they don't normally have. They get to be, you know, this this Westerner bad guy. But in life, they're just some little nerd that sits in an office all day. You know what I mean? So it's like. It's I got that vibe from that as well. I, I felt some inspiration from that, uh, but that's where it ends. I mean, the story, obviously, no. Yeah, I um, still I still disagree about that. I don't I, I understand well, what you're saying. I just it's not it's not the same. It's not an, no. another reality in like these are actually like alternate realities in this book. In right, that, but he gets to play the role of himself in these other realities if he so chooses. Jason, yeah. too, does it. So yeah. for me, it's Jason, too, that's doing the Westworld. Yeah. Where he's actually living that alternate reality and he steps in and gets to do this role and just gets rid of the guy that really is supposed to be there. Yeah. So I got bits and pieces of things like that. I and mean, for me, that killed it. And then the writing was just lit. So. Yeah. I mean, the there's, there's definitely nothing new or really interesting about this book. I think if Blake Crouch had taken the time to be a little bit, I, I liked how he wanted to be a little subversive with the, the, the cliche and say, okay, this isn't somebody that wants to see what their other reality would be like. It's it's being forced upon them. And, you know, it's more about trying to get back to their family versus like this cold-hearted businessman who, you know, oh, what would it have been like if I chosen a family? So I, I liked where he was going with it. I just don't think he really took the time to allow what could have been a good message to really, to really blossom, to use our favorite term. Ugh, we use it every I time. I know. But I mean... Oh, overall, I did like the idea of, you know, it's, it's, you know, family's important. I will say I didn't understand why he couldn't have a family and still be a scientist at the same time. And I didn't understand why she couldn't be a mom and an artist at the same time. Thank you. Is that, ever, nobody... that's, ne that's never explained. And yeah, I was and... like, why are these two things mutually exclusive? Like, why can't you do both? <laughs> and it's never like... explained. No, it's never explained. And that's yet another dead end for women in this book, because why can't we explore or go to a world where she's an artist or something like that? First of all, there should be we no did. way that they're leaving. No, no, no. I mean, for her, Daniela. Oh. Um, but there's the real Daniela. Not that this is confusing when you talk about it. But uh, if you haven't read it. Uh, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just feel like she's miserable in this world because she didn't get to explore her dreams. You know, he seems content because he loves his family, but, you know, he has the what if situation of what if I did this? I feel like you don't have to choose. I don't know. I feel like just the same way that, you know, Jack and uh, <laughs> Jack and Rose, he could have fit on that fucking raft and Rose instead. Yeah. yeah. And then Rose instead was like, nah, bro, you can't. Yeah. So freeze. I'll never let go. I promise. Yeah. I don't, I don't think, think they, they never suggested that Daniela was miserable, just that they were both kind of content with the potential for regrets. I, I will say I did not care for the fact that when he went to the new reality for the first time, when he meets up with Daniela too, and she is a big artist and he's like amazed at what she's created. Once again, I was like, why couldn't she do that with a baby? It doesn't sound that hard. Not that it doesn't sound hard, but it doesn't sound like something she couldn't have done with a child, but 
he makes it a point to say that she looks calmer, like not as anxious, that she looks thinner and happier and less tired. And while I can understand that, because motherhood can take a lot out of you, I didn't really care for the fact that it seemed to be a little kind of going back on the whole theme, like maybe it's better for men to have a family, maybe it's not better for women to have a family. But maybe that's something that would have been interesting to explore the concept of that in the novel. And it was it was never explored. It was just an observation. Right. Like another thing is like just male centric here. It's all about how the male it's to me, it's just it falls around a male. Yeah. A male gets replaced by a male. They have women and it's it's revolving around like he wants to get back to his family. But like it's not really, you know, who cares about Daniela and her her painting or what she could become. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, I feel like it doesn't even explore that at all. I would have liked it maybe. That's not what this book is about. I mean, the, I know. Our, our protagonist is a male. So it makes sense that he it would follow him a male. And it would make sense that he gets replaced by a male because yeah. he's a male. But... but his thoughts of her really annoy me. Every time he thinks of her, it's like something sexual. It's not really like the love that you should have for your wife. I I disagree. I didn't think we read those sexual. parts again. That's how I, I felt. Some of it was sexual. And I don't think that there's necessarily anything wrong with that I didn't think it was all sexual yeah like even that's that was my issue when he finds her in this other alternate reality and she's not his wife she's she's totally different she's got a totally different personality because she's lived through totally different shit and he's like well I'm gonna have sex with her though because you know that's what I want um and it'll be like having sex with my wife because that's all I want that's just the vibe I got from that and I didn't like it it just didn't sit right with me I mean, sexual intimacy is a big part of relationships. So I don't think that it's, yes, I don't think it's weird with for that your to be. actual wife, not your alternate reality. wife. I mean, this is like, if you went to another reality and you saw Doug, but he was like your ideal version of Doug, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like it's some random bitch that he was just like, oh, I'm going to have sex with. It was his <laughs> actual, it, it was his actual wife. It's just that it's his wife had they not gotten married and had a kid like that's the only difference so i think well i think where it missed the mark most though is with the kid because instead he should be like really upset that his kid is not in this world and he he doesn't give a shit about his kid all he's caring about is daniela daniela oh i I do agree with with daniela where's the bait where's your kid that you gave up every fucking thing for I you do gave up everything for this child, but that you don't give a fuck about this child the whole time. Yeah, I do agree with you about that. He spent very little time being concerned about the fact that his son no longer existed <laughs> in these right, other you realities. Gave up, you gave up in your reality. You gave up everything, as did your wife. You both gave up everything to have this child and be a family. Yeah. And then when it comes when when you lose them, you don't give a fuck. Yeah. That, that was my number one issue. Yeah. I was like, what? what? Well, and then later on, he's like, yeah, let's just go get him from school. Like, he didn't even miss him. Yeah, I mean, I think it was just the bad writing with that. Is the, the characters weren't very fleshed out. <laughs> but I agree with you. I don't think he had a lot of concern for his son. I, I feel like every once in a while, he'd be mentioned, like, Daniela and my son. I They hardly ever mentioned him by name. It was always my son, not, you know, my son Charlie or Charlie. he was an afterthought. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, when when Balaki was writing his outline if he made one at all uh he was just like he's gonna have a son and that's it yeah he wasn't like this is gonna be the details of the son oh for convenience purposes maybe i'll mention that he has a girlfriend so that later on he turns on his cell phone and that's how they find him yeah. that's it 
Yeah. That was his only purpose to turn on the cell phones. Yeah. That's it. I will say I did enjoy when they were going from alternate reality to alternate reality. I thought that sequence of events was kind of fun. It was fast paced. It was kind of cool. There were some that were very drastically different. I personally really liked when there were ones that were almost identical, except for some minor changes. I thought it was really cool. I would have liked to have explored that a little bit more. But mm. yeah, he didn't I mean, spend enough time on that type of stuff. Instead, it was like the other garbage. Yeah. Yeah, it was all about the like, I don't honestly, I don't even know what he really wanted to focus on here. I feel like he really was just like, I can't wait to get to all of these Jasons. And like, it was, that was just his goal the Dude, whole time. This guy is like, and, king of one -liners, and he just had like a whole page of just one liners. And yeah. Alex at one point was like, how are you liking it? I was like, I don't know. There's not full <laughs> sentences. Um, I didn't know what to do with myself. I was like, I hate this writing so much. I, I spit on this writing. Yeah. Um, no, but literally there's this one chapter, just to go into what you're saying. There's this one chapter where he's like in bed with this girl, Amanda at a hotel and he's talking about him showering and her showering and then him in the bed with her. And then right before that was cool scene where he was like in a totally different other world. Mm -hmm. And there was this other thing going on, but we only got a paragraph on that. The rest yeah. of it was that nonsense bullshit. Yeah. Like, I don't care about that. Tell yeah. me about the other stuff that sounded actually interesting. I was like interested for two seconds. And then all of a sudden it went to like, you know, like people on Facebook telling you every second what they're doing all day. Like, yeah. I don't care about it was, that. That's it was why weird. I don't go there. Yeah. I don't go on Facebook. And I don't care what people are doing all day in a hotel room. I just don't care. I was really hoping. So there's a book called Dark Matter and Dinosaur People. And I was <laughs> yeah. And I was really hoping that one of these realities would just be like dinosaur people, but it wasn't. I mean, and But it's happening now. It wouldn't have been in the past. It doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't matter. I just wanted it. I wanted like, it so but bad. But for you're a man, you can never be a dinosaur. Dad, it, it's like you know? what what would have happened if the dinosaurs weren't killed off, you know, like that kind of reality. I would have loved to have seen that. Instead, we got weird plague, which was kind of cool, but also I was like, ew. And no, weird plague was stupid because he was like getting close to her and he could have brought it back. I, mean, I know Amanda, that could have been her purpose that she got sick. I did think about that. I was like, get away. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Like, you're insane. You're going to go back to your family and kill your whole new, your whole world. That actually would have been a pretty a cool ending. This is, I know. But this is something, anything better than what happened would have been a better ending. <laughs> uh, but like, seriously, this is a genius. To go back to what you had said earlier. This guy is not a genius. Yeah. This is the guy that you're presenting to me that invented this whole shit. This crazy invention that That's would the like thing. mind bend you. And he's yeah. like, can't even remember his son's name or... I know, like, this is the guy, he's, he's on, the guy he's on, literally that, on, that created he's on this box, like, he's, I don't... he's chatting on AIM, like, what the fuck, I, I, are we back in centuries ago? Like, I don't understand, the like, guy was literally, like, on dial-up AIM. I know. What? All right, well, <laughs> I, I don't know, I, like I said, I didn't hate it, I didn't love it, it was just okay, I thought it was a, like, kind of funny, fun, fast-paced read that... I would recommend to people that aren't really interested in too much depth in a novel, if you want something that's going to like kind of skim a, a nice theme and throw some characters at you with some nice premise at times, but never really yeah. get into it, then this might be for you. Otherwise, I'd say skip this book. I, I would yeah. say don't, yeah. I don't recommend it, but I'd give it a three. Just hated it. <laughs> it's very generous. Very generous <laughs> at three. Very generous of you. Look, I mean... This is, you know, I hated it. I said it a million times. Yeah. But I, I will say that, oh, God, I'm so angry. I forgot what he was even going to say. <laughs> I don't know what I want to say. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely skip this. Um, it's, 
it's just not good. But this is going, this is what I was going to say. This is going back to having a great idea and not executing it properly. Mm. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened here. Yeah. Um, I, I have a great idea. Yeah. Because every single person in this world, whether you want to admit it or not, has at one point had that, hmm, I wonder if I did this situation mm-hmm. or thought back on a memory and wondered if you took a different road. The road not taken. Robert Frost. Great poem. Yes. Um, that's the, definitely the premise of this, mm-hmm. right? So what happens if you did take that other road? I do. That's one of my favorite poems. So of course, I love that idea. Yeah. But this was poorly executed in so many ways where I feel like he was just trying to do that action-y shit without having any like substance. Yeah. You know, and there was a lot of times too, he, he his characters just fell flat and mm-hmm. they didn't, they didn't add anything to the story. You could have actually removed the sun entirely and yeah. it would have been the same story. I agree with that. Yeah. I do think that this will probably end up being a good TV show. I think that they will flesh out the characters more, but with all they of can the action and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. But once Especially again, Apple TV, Apple yeah. TV makes good shows. And that just kind of goes back to this idea that I think Blake Crouch is probably a good screenwriter. I don't know how I feel about him as a novelist. I think he writes his books like he's writing for TV. And and let me tell you, there's a lot of times where I'll watch something and I'll be like, oh, man, that was really good. And then I'll try to read the book and it's horrendous. So it's possible that this book, I just was not for me. I couldn't stand it because I don't like his writing. And then Mm -hmm. maybe somebody else will do the screenplay. I hope it's not him. It's him. He he did the screenplays for all of his works. So Recursion, Dark Matter, Wayward Pines trilogy, and also something else as well that I can't remember the name of. He did the the screenplays for all of them, which Wayward Pines I have heard of before. I had no idea that that was him. I heard of all these. Okay. Recursion, I heard of the book. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, not, it's just, not a TV show yet. He's working yeah. on it. Yeah. No, but I've heard of all of these. I've I've heard of not necessarily him before because yeah. you, know, you hear the titles, you don't really necessarily know the author automatically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now this is my first introduction to him, and it's like similar to my first introduction of Colleen Hooves. Yeah, yeah. Actually, dare I say that she's a better writer? I don't know. They'd have to. They'd have to duke it out. I don't know. I have heard that Recursion is better than Dark Matter. If I were to read anything more by him, it would be that. But I'm not really inclined to read much more from him yeah. based on this book. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, thou shall not pass to myself on that. Yeah. I'm not going to. I'm, I'm, I'm going to pass. All right. That's <laughs> fine. All right. Well, if you had to sum up this book as a nail color. What would a dull it be? gray. Dull. <laughs> All right. And chipped. My nails are chipped. <laughs> chipped. <laughs> dull gray nails. Yeah, chipped, yeah. growing out, in need of a manicure, desperately nails. Okay. Colored dull gray. Yeah, I was thinking like a black with maybe like a red stripe down the middle or something. I don't know. That's too interesting. Just, just dark matter is too interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, oops. For a movie and TV show, you know how I feel already. I, I guess Family Man meets the, the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger and the clones. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This doesn't really reflect this novel at all, but I kept thinking about multiplicity. And when I was reading this book, it's not the same. Clones. Those are clones. But the whole idea of like when the one, uh, what's his name? Jeff? Is it Jeff? When the one Jeff is like doing what he wants to do. And then the other Jeff is like at home, like cooking dinner for his wife and stuff. And it kind of like gave me that feel at times. So I'm going to say multiplicity. See, at least that's a comedy. But otherwise I would have an issue with her not being too dumb to realize that that's not her husband all these times. Yeah, but you know who's, what I'm saying. But, but it's a comedy. 
But also who's out there like, oh, I think you're a clone of my husband when that technology doesn't exist. You know what I mean? No, but like she, Daniela in this one wasn't even having an issue with the fact that this man wasn't even like her husband. Like you would notice when there's a change in your husband's personality and behavior. You might, yeah, you would notice a change. You wouldn't assume he's a different reality version of your husband or that he's a clone. You might be like, hey, did some, is something going on? Like there's something off with you. You wouldn't be like, you're not my husband. You would sound crazy also, if you did that. Wait, <laughs> also just to bring it back since we're talking about the movies anyway, I think mm -hmm. it's called Six Day, but I could be wrong. But the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie with the clone, there's a bunch of him running around and they're clones and the clone- <laughs> You're following, I think, the whole time. And he thinks he's the real guy, but he's not. Um, but the way that you could tell is the guy, somebody tells him, hey, man, you're the clone. Um, and he 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 pulls his eyelid down and there's a dot there. And the dot means that you're a clone. And I think it, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that if they pull that eyelid down, if there's a few dots, that means what number clone you are. But I could be wrong. It could just be one. But basically, that gives you some sense of like, this is the real guy. They should have did something similar where it's like, look, I could prove it. Like, he doesn't even prove it to his wife. She just like, okay. Well, I do think that the idea was that she had gotten to know him on a deeper level through their 13 years of marriage. And so she was able to recognize that in him. I don't think that this was well explained in the book. I think no. that's what he was trying to get at, though. I think that right. was the whole thing. I mean, hers is a little easier because now she's able, he tells him, call up Jason number two at work, which she does. And she's like, oh, my God, how are you there and here? Mm -hmm. And then she's, a, he's, you know, he says, ask about, uh, oh, can you take me to the same location we went to for vacation last Christmas or something where they didn't go anywhere? Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, yeah, of course, babe, you know. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, she's like, all right, now I believe you. But the kid has nothing. Yeah. There's nothing. The kid's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, he's like, hey, I'm your real dad. Your other dad's a piece of shit. He's like, yeah. I noticed. I noticed. <laughs> Come on. Can we please with this kid? Yeah. All right. That's it. I'm sorry. I'm bitching still. All right. So if it was a character from a show or a movie or if it was a movie quote. A uh, character from a movie would have to be like the gremlins, the annoying ones. <laughs> okay, the evil gremlins? Yeah, the evil ones that are just like all over the place okay. multiplying. Uh, and they're trying to come after little gizmo and he's just too cute. Damn it. Okay. That's it. Them. All right. <laughs> I'm going to say from Seinfeld, Kramer, because that's it. Like this whole book just felt chaotic <laughs> like him. And I... chaotic. <laughs> he is chaotic. Yeah. That's funny. That's funny. I could see that. Yeah. But I actually do like him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you don't like this book. <laughs> A song? I don't know. I just keep thinking Dark Horse by Katy Perry, and it's only because it has the word dark in it. It has no other reason. So you want to play with magic? Boy, you should know what you're falling for. Baby, do you dare to do this? Because I'm coming at you like a dark horse. I hate Katy Perry's music. I mean, I feel like I used this one already. But, you know, despite all my rage, I am still just a rat in a cage. <laughs> you did use that one. <laughs> it applies again. But I'll, I'll pick right. a different one because I know I used that one already. It would have to be like some kind of heavy metal song where it's just like, oh, my God, shut it off immediately. Okay. Maybe one uh, of one of Rob's songs. He'd probably have some yeah, recommendations. Yeah, Rob would probably have the recommendations for me. But the only one that's coming to mind, I don't know the name of, is in uh Ace Ventura. Uh when okay. uh, he's walking through the club and he's going like this with his hair and he's like swinging it around. That's okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. What about a meal or a cookie or baked item? No, uh, either burns or has mold on it. But oh I'm not God. eating it. Okay. It's old, old cookie. All right. I'm going to say, you know, the I, I can't remember what they're called, but it's those little boxes of like foods that the army guys get that they can, they are like good for like ever. And they're basically like powder food kind of. Oh, you can collect them if like those like doomsday preppers collect them. It's like, I don't know what they're called. Why? Because he goes into one of the alternate realities or like, um, I feel like he could just take it it's with like him. A, a apocalyptic. Yeah. World. I just feel like he could take like, he, that's what he should travel with. If he's going to be jumping from reality to reality. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Bring your cans. Cans are good forever. Yeah. Well, both of us were like, no cookie. You get no cookie book because no, no nothing no, sweet about no you. No cookie book. for you. <laughs> no cookie for you. No soup for you. Yeah. <laughs> no soup for you. Uh, superlative. Best idea that was worstly executed. <laughs> Fine. That's good. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to be ballsy with this one, but potentially worst writing for podcast season two. I, yeah, I mean, I know is... it's it's only the third book, but I'm just going to project that this is going to be the worst written book in season Dude, two. This might be the worst of season one and two, writing wise. Writing was yeah. hor- horrendous. Yeah, like, I mean, it's it's up. It, it's definitely up there with Colleen. And I thought the Britney book was pretty poorly written as well. So no, the Britney book was like a masterpiece compared to these <laughs> that you just mentioned. <laughs> so <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's bad. All right. Well, how about an animal, bug, or mythological creature? Oh, God. <laughs> I know. It has to be something in insult- A mosquito. A mosquito sucking the life out of me. <laughs> it's so dramatic. That is dramatic. <laughs> I have no basis for this one, but I just keep thinking of a rhino. So I'm going to say a rhino. Okay. I don't know why. All right. For the casting, we will cast Emma Roberts in this because I don't want to watch it. And she can I will be Amanda. not watch it if she's in it. Yes, 100%. She's 100% Amanda. And, and Kristen Stewart can play Daniela. Oh, my God. <laughs> this worst movie ever. And, and we may as well just throw Nick Cage in there as Jason. No, don't you dare do that to Nick Cage. <laughs> he doesn't deserve that. Uh, <laughs> could he get somebody worse? I don't know who's... A really bad actor. I don't know. He's a horrible actor, but I like his movies sometimes. So I can't really hate on him 100%. Fine. Uh, but fine. we know that he's only in there, like, similar to Emma Roberts because he has families in the biz, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Emma Roberts 100% has to be in it. And definitely, I don't know, who's like an insufferable male character that we just can't stand? I mean, a male actor. Hmm. I do hate Arnold lately. <laughs> okay. I mean... you, already did, you already did the clone stuff. He's a pretty bad uh, actor. He's a terrible actor. I'm sorry. John Claude Van Damme is worse. Actually, no, I won't do that to Seagal. I won't. Steven Seagal. I won't do that to him. I don't even, I feel like I can't think of any male actors right now. All I can think of is Nick Cage from Moonstruck right now being like, I lost, Johnny lost his hand. Why? Johnny got his wife. I, I lost my hand. That's all I can think of right now. So I guess we have to put Nick Cage in there because yeah. he'll be like, I lost my wife. Yeah. You know, I had a son, I think. I lost my hand. I lost my bride. Johnny has his hand. Johnny has his bride. All right. Well, there you have it. <laughs> There's our fan casting. Oh wait, wait, wait. Can we can we put uh can we put Key and Peel in there just for fun to make it actually fun? Yeah, yeah. Let's they put can... them in there so they could be like, you want to go to war, but like, 
Do you want to go to war, Malaki? Let's make Jordan can be yeah, Jason. He could be all the Jasons, and he could be could be in there going Peel, to war, Malaki. Peel can be Ryan, and Keegan uh, Peel. Well, then Keegan Key. Funny. Honestly, we'll just have no no one play Charlie because it wouldn't make a difference anyway. I was just going to say, who's Charlie? This is my point. <laughs> I didn't even remember that the kid's name was Charlie. Yeah. Okay, he was like the Charlie dark horse up in here. Yeah. All right, we're done with this book. Yeah. We had a good conversation. <laughs> Let's tell the peeps what's coming up. Listen, we can't promise that we won't hate another book, but this is just, you know, the part of the journey here. Yeah. Uh, but upcoming, I will tell you, is a fantastic book as far as I'm concerned. So join us again next Tuesday, January 30th, when we'll review Remarkably Bite Creatures, which is a contemporary fiction novel by debut author Shelby Van Pelt, which name reminds me so much of Jumanji. Do you remember that guy? It's Van Pelt. Van Pelt. The hunter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then again this Thursday. <laughs> Uh, this Thursday, January 25th, for another party episode from this book, The Dark Matter. In the dark here. I'm in the dark here. Uh, remember that we will be starting our book club, No Shelf Control. Our first book will be The Frozen River by Ariel Lahan. And we will be announcing that soon on when we'll have that discussion. All right. And then just a reminder again that our book of the month for January will be Rebecca Ross's Ruthless Vows, the highly anticipated sequel to Divine Rivals. And that episode will air January 31st of 2024. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys in a couple days. <laughs> All right. Bye. For everyone just tuning in, this is what you can expect from our podcast. We'll be releasing new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, and we'll have a new book of the month on the last Wednesday of every month. We encourage you to reach out to us with thoughts, ideas, questions, and feedback. You can reach us at She's All Booked Podcast at gmail.com. As always, all books we review will be available at our link in bio or by visiting linktr.ee slash she's all booked. We do make a small commission from any purchases you make using that link. So thank you to all who support us. And of course, we want to say thank you to all of our listeners. We really appreciate each and every one of you. If no one told you today, you're important and valued. You belong here. You're doing great. And we believe in you. This chapter may be over, but the story goes on. So stick a bookmark in us. Ouch. And we'll see you in the next one. <laughs>